welcome to this new cycle of episodes of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. We begin a new year uh, this Sunday and uh, it's a whole new opportunity for us to prepare ourselves to encounter Christ in a whole new way. I'm Father Stanislaw and I'm very privileged to begin this new year by sharing with you God's Word. So let us open our hearts and our minds and begin with prayer. Let us pray. Grant your faithful, we pray, almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that, gathered at his right hand, they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all. Watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Happy New Year. It is true. We are starting a whole new year, liturgical year, and therefore, why not? Happy New Year. It's, a, it's always good to wish each other something when we are at the very beginning of it, right? So, our liturgical years are a part of our lives, and this is one of the great gifts that we received from the Second Vatican Council. Uh, we are now moving through cycles, liturgical cycles, that allow us to learn more and more about Jesus and therefore respond to the invitation of becoming children of God. Our liturgical years are divided into three cycles called very creatively A, B, and C. I don't think that that committee met very often when they were supposed to come up with names. So, but we have year A, year B, and year C. We are entering into year B. One of the, the uh, special features that every year has, it allows us to follow one of the Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels. So last year, year A, we followed Jesus by reading the Gospel of Matthew. This is year B, and therefore we are following Jesus as we read the Gospel of Mark. Year C, we are going to read, can you guess? It's the Gospel of Luke. And the Gospel of John, of course, fills in the gap. Whenever we have big holidays like Easter, we, we, we rely on John to guide us. 
There you go. So now we have some information to play Catholic Pursuit. You're going to win. All right. So uh, we begin this new cycle always with the season of Advent. Advent means, it's a Latin word that means coming. So we are focusing on the coming of the Lord. But we must become aware, however, that we are not just focusing on Christmas. That is the first coming, 2,000 plus years ago. It happened, and we can't change that. God, and we are celebrating what God has done starting from that point. So we are preparing, of course, somehow to celebrate the, the season of Christmas, but we also want to keep in mind the second coming of Christ, the one that will come when we don't know when, but we know that he will come to judge the living and the dead. We are, however, also celebrating every coming that the Lord has between Bethlehem and the second coming. Because God keeps on coming. Christ keeps reaching out to us, and we keep receiving him. Okay? So we are not left alone. In between the first coming and the second coming, we experience these moments of presence when Christ becomes more available to us as we open ourselves to receive him. Of course, the church tells us that we experience Christ in a, way, in a more tangible way whenever we gather together as an assembly. We also experience the presence of Christ when the word is proclaimed. We experience the presence of Christ when the sacraments are celebrated. But also in the ministry of the congregation, your ministry, and the ministry of the priest. Every single time we turn and we become aware that Christ is trying to reach out to us a little bit more, we can experience his presence. So we are not only celebrating Advent, we are supposed to become Advent as well. Because now that who is coming, who has come, and he will come, is in us, and we are bringing him out into the world. Okay? So we are celebrating Advent, but we have to become Advent because we have the mission of bringing him into the world. So we begin something new, but it's always good because the command we heard today in the Word sounds very much like the ones we heard in the past weeks, right? As we closed the, the, the liturgical year and, and the weeks before, we kept hearing Jesus say, watch out, it, the, the time is coming, you have to be prepared, you have to be prepared, and now that we begin a new cycle, what do we get? Be prepared. You think he's onto something? I think so. So, but it's good to begin with the end in mind. We know that this journey will allow us to reach again the Feast of Christ the King at the end of the, the, uh, the, this year, ending, uh, the last Sunday, and, uh, and we know what's going to happen. We will be asked again to prepare because we, the moment will come, either because of death or when he will come to judge the living and the dead, but we are all going to see God face to face. All right. And now Jesus tells us, he said very clearly, I say this to you and to all, watch. What does it mean? It doesn't mean that we become like nervous, you know, it's going to come, 
I remember when I came into the United States many years ago, I saw this T-shirt, and I really got very upset when I saw it. Um, and he said, Jesus is coming, look busy. <laughs> That's the opposite of what Advent is about. We don't want to pretend to be holier than we are. He's coming, and we heard, we learned that when he is coming, what does he want to do? He wants to invite us to the greatest party ever. So we just can't wait for Jesus. And therefore, we are constantly looking to find out, when is he coming? When is he coming? Is he coming today? Is he coming today? And, and because it's the greatest event that we can experience in our lives. Because on the other side, there is the full realization and manifestation of God's love for us. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. But that day begins today. Begins with the awareness that he's coming and I want to get ready. You want to get ready. So that's why we make during this time this beautiful prayer, O come, O come, Emmanuel. But as we are going into this liturgy, we want to ask ourselves a very important question. Do we want Christ to come into our lives? Do we want to be visited by God? Do we want Christ to be God with us? Do we want to bring into our lives, into our families, into our workplaces, into our parish, into the church, into our society, into the world? Maybe some of us would like to say, like I, it's my nature to say, well, let me read the fine print before signing up. Well, guess what? There are no fine prints. Everything we need to know is in a book, and the book is widely available. So, but of course, we don't know what this journey will be like. And all we are asked is, are you willing to walk in faith and see what a wonderful uh, journey this might be? Why? Well, because that we know that God is love. And everything he wishes, everything he's, he wills for us cannot be anything else but love. So hopefully we have the courage to say, Lord, I don't know Lord, what this year has in store, but guess what? I'm willing to say yes and find out with you and together what this what God has in store for us. All right, so how do we enter into this? The, the gospel, Jesus tells us something very, very important. He says, watch out, be alert, because the time is near. What does that mean, the time is near? Christmas is coming, because I know when it's coming. Well, let me tell you something. These, the gospels were written in Greek, not in English. So sometimes we have to take this painful detour to find out what does the text really say. Uh, and the word for time, in English, we only have one word for time. In Greek, they had two, of course. Like, they have to mess things up. Why? Okay. One word is chronos. That is measuring time like with a chronometer, okay? Like a, a chrono uh, we have in English the word like chronology, meaning in, in um, uh, hours, minutes, seconds, you know, all these things. They didn't have seconds, but uh, it, measuring the event of the day in morning, afternoon, evening, chronologically. That's one word, chronos. But they also had another word, which is the word used in this passage when Jesus said that time is near. He didn't say the chronological time. In other words, this word, and the Greek word is kairos, kairos. This word refers to a unit of time. 
There is a time of meaning or opportunity. We have this idea in English when we say, oh, there was a different time, right? We are not indicating exactly what year was it, but we are saying it was a time, I was a different person. There was a better time. You know, we have this reference to a unit of time that was meaningful. Are you following? All right. So this is the time. So what is coming is not the time that it is measured by the watch, but it's a time that is meaningful. It's a time of opportunity. In fact, this word, kairos, comes into scriptures to mean exactly this, the moment in which God is going to do something big, and you have to grab this opportunity. Behind this word, and I'm going to give you more information for you to play Trivial Pursuit, Kairos is one, was also a, a, a god in the Greek culture. He was the last son of Zeus. And he was the god of opportunity. But guess what? We say that opportunity is fleeting. Because Kairos, this god, was, had little wings. He also had wings on the ankles. And he would move very, very fast. And the only way in which somebody could grab him is by grabbing his lock of hair, he had a very long lock of hair in the front of his head, unlike me. Okay, so the only way in which he, people could grab Kairos, the god of opportunity, to seize the opportunity is to grab by his hair. Once he grabbed it, well, he could deal with you, and you could deal with him. Now, do you understand when we say seize the day? You, there is nothing to seize because the day is there, whether you like it or not, and we all have the same amount of time. But the, the concept is that he's going to come, and in order for you to grab the opportunity, you have to grab. And the only way you can grab it is by the hair, and therefore, you had to plan. You had to be very watchful. You had to be vigilant to figure out when it's coming, and come up, mm, maybe I'm going to do this. And you grab the hair. All right? Because, and that's the idea of grabbing this opportunity. I don't know why they make it complicated, but that's what it is, and that's what's behind it, and that's what we want to find out. But this is helping us, because we want to find out, first of all, is Advent for us a chronological time, a countdown to Christmas? When I was teaching in my classroom, somebody gave me an Advent calendar, and every day we were opening the little windows and things, but it turned out to be a countdown to Christmas that even turned out to be a countdown to getting gifts for kids, you know, in my classroom. Well, that is understanding Advent as a chronological event, a countdown. But we can make a choice and say, no, this is a time of opportunity. This is a time that I can assign meaning because if I engage this season, I can start this journey this year in a meaningful and wonderful way. So the choice is ours. If we want to make this Advent a Kairos event, a meaningful time, well, then what are we supposed to do? Guess what? Jesus tells us. Aren't we lucky that Jesus tells us exactly what we are supposed to be doing with our lives in order to, to be good disciples? He tells us this little parable, and he says this. Listen, it is like, it just enters like this. He just said, watch out because the time is near. And he said, it is like. So it's connected. It is like a man leaving, and he leaves his servants in charge. 
but how are the servants in charge? He tells them basically, you each, each one of you must do his job. Do whatever you need to do and do it well. Well, that's how we're preparing for Christmas. This is how we're preparing for the coming of the Lord. I think it's a big challenge, bigger than we think. So whatever it is we're going to do throughout the day, it's an opportunity for us to encounter Christ. Once again, we have choices. If we have to do the dishes, I have two choices. One is, why do I always have to do the dishes? You know, I have to load the, the, the dishwasher. This is not fair. And, or I can do, all right, this is where I can encounter Christ. Because it's part of my job, it's my duty. Okay, I'm going to do dishes, and maybe the water reminds me of baptism. I said, oh Lord, I'm so glad that you washed away my sins. You are always allowing me to be reborn, re to start again. And ta-da, look at this, how sparkling this dish is. And so is my soul every time I get closer to you. You understand? I can choose to do, or ooh, I'm going to buy something at the store. Lord, my goodness, you provide you know, you're walking through the aisles and you say, Lord, I don't know who made this packaging. I don't know who made this product. God bless them. Do you understand? We can engage things in a different way. And we start moving outside of ourselves and open up. And guess when, what, what happens when we open up? Christ comes in. Isn't that exciting? And incredibly simple. We don't have to do anything big. Oh, that's awesome. Now, another way for us to enter into this particular thing is this is the season when we send cards, and this is the season when we receive cards, isn't it? What a great chance for us to encounter Christ in this moment as well. Every card you send, Lord bless Aunt Mary. She needs your blessing, you know. Or you get a card, oh, God bless Uncle Bob. You know, what happens? We instead of saying, oh, you know, we didn't get a card this year from uh, whatever. I'm going to take him off the list. Say, so turn into a blessing and send two cards. You know, that this is, and look at what's happening around you, what you're supposed to be doing and doing with the awareness that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with you, and do it with him. Become aware of what's happening. But also Jesus gives us this other image in this little parable of the gatekeeper who is on the watch. Who is the gatekeeper? The gatekeeper is the person on the door that lets people in, people out, and if somebody doesn't need to be coming again, what happens? They say, no, no, you're not coming. Right? All right. How can we enter into this reality? How can we put this into practice? Well, we can spend some time during Lent, especially this first week, and decide, hmm, I have a lot of senses, and they're all access points to my soul. Since that is where Christ resides, that's where God lives, I want to watch out what comes into my soul by what I hear, by what I see, by what I say by what I type. So, for example, guess what? If we watch too much junk on television, or if we keep hearing some TV, you know, the commentaries especially, you know, they are very negative. What do you think that yuckiness that we, it's out there, 
Where do you think we're going to find that yuckiness? In us. How do you think it went in? Through what we hear, through what we see. Maybe we don't need to watch the news every single day, every single moment of the day, and have it all on. We can turn it off. Simple. Click. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Click. Uh, maybe what we say is too negative. And we want to watch out. We want to be the gatekeeper that says, I'm going to keep these things inside a little bit. We'll see what happens. Instead of spreading negativity, I'm going to keep it in. And I'm going to turn everything into a blessing. Do you understand? This is the time when we must come up, we must do an examination of conscience, watching out what happens around us and how we react to it. The result, we will become vigilant. We will become aware of the many opportunities that God uses to make us experience Christ in our daily life. And therefore, we are celebrating Advent in a way, a more intimate way, completely involved. So whenever we're going to put the decoration of Christmas, some already made the Christmas tree, that's fine. It's okay, Christ. All these things must be a reflection of what's happening inside as well. And wow, this is going to be a wonderful season. Don't you think? Okay, hopefully the enthusiasm by the time, by the time we finish Advent, we will be a little bit more enthusiastic about it. I'm kidding. But as we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that is giving us this gift of starting something new. And we can say, you know, last year I failed so many times. Well, guess what? It's in the past. Now this is a new time. But come up with a plan. Like this Advent, I'm going to do this. Don't complicate two things. Jesus gave us very practical things. And, and keep track how you encounter Christ every single day. How is he trying to reach out to you through each other, through people whom we can stand, people we love, people who don't know who they are, but they're all children of God and they're all giving us an opportunity to live and become saints. All right. So as we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that is revealing himself to us as a loving father that is trying once again to say, hey, let's do something beautiful with the life that I gave you. And we want to bring to the altar our willingness to say yes and to become aware, become watchful, become attentive and find out what can we do to make ourselves available so that Christ will indeed be born and reborn in us this year. I hope you felt inspired to make a plan so that you can seize the season and indeed engage this wonderful time and make it into a time of opportunity to reorient yourself so that Christ may be born and reborn in you at Christmas and every single day. I wish you well and I ask you to continue to pray for all of us involved in the ministry of the Word as we pray for you. God bless and a happy Advent. Thank you.